Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. On today's show. We recap a loss in Washington for your Charlotte Hornets, but preview another game against the Heat tonight. And international man of basketball, Nick Batum, not playing for the French national team. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are Locked On Locked On Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Wednesday. Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. It's the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. Use our promo code LOHORNETS on the free SeatGeek app to get $20 off your first purchase. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. That's right, Doug. SeatGeek, use that SeatGeek code. Get in there for that heat game tonight, Doug. This is a this is a playoff atmosphere. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere because they have to win every single game. Okay, now they have to win out. I was giving them, I was giving the Hornets a little bit of leeway, saying they could get in at forty and forty-two. I still believe that, even though the Pacers got the victory last night, the Bulls lost, so now the Bulls and the Pacers are tied for seventh. And uh, you've got the the Heat in there as well, so the Hornets I think can still get in at forty and forty two. Uh, but that's it's the, that's the most annoying thing about this whole race is you can't keep track of who is up and who is down on like a nightly basis. I mean, you can if you really try. I haven't tried, but you know what I mean. It's like it's not like you're watching one team. You're you're watching one team and tiebreakers and yeah, and no one and no one. The really the Pacers. The Bulls, the Heat, the Hornets, none of these teams have the capability of really putting their foot down and saying, okay, we're going to exactly. win. We're going to be consistent. We're going I mean, to, yeah, to pull nothing, this thing out. There's yeah, nothing they, you can count on either way. Right. Uh, the Hornets actually were the most consistent team heading into last yeah. night before losing to the Washington Wizards. We're going to have a full recap of that game. Hey, we're giving away two tickets to tonight's game versus the Miami Heat, I have picked the winner on Instagram. It goes to Drew. Drew, on Instagram, if you're listening, we've requested uh, we've requested a, a, a follow. Or, no, he does follow, but I, I don't get Instagram. I, I have to, like, request. Oh, my God. <laughs> His account is locked, so I, I've, I've requested so that we can uh, uh, direct message him some more information. So, Drew, if, just, you're, if you're listening. Did he get did he have the handle, Drew? Is it just Drew? At Drew? Well, I don't want to give the man's handle. If he's, oh, he's got okay, his account okay. private, yeah, he obviously wants to keep some know. things close. How, how is this – did David explain to me this? How is this social media? If his account is locked and I have to request friendship, well, it's various then he – social media. It doesn't though. feel social. very – I don't feel very social with Drew right now. I want you're to give Drew Drew's, these tickets. You're not in Drew's inner circle. You, he's got to let you in. All but right, that's, Drew, that's if just, you're listening – let, let him in, Drew. Let, nice me, let me in. 
I want to give you, you things. I mean, <laughs> tickets, tissues for crying. Okay, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Head over to iTunes and search Locked On and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. And we are daily. We're on every weekday. That's very important. And you can go back and listen to past shows like yesterday's show when we talked to uh, Fox Sports Southeast game analyst for the Charlotte Hornets, Stephanie Reddy. And she has some yeah. interesting things to say. Uh, we, we went over some Cliffordisms, David. Yes. So, because I, you know, you hear these things by Steve Clifford. You hear purpose of play. You hear readiness. You hear organization. It's and I don't think we always know what those things, how those things really, like we know the definitions of those words. We know what it sure. means to be Smart. organized. But what does yeah, that thanks. mean when translated to the, to the NBA? Yeah. So it's I think I'm, I'm better informed. Clifford just straight up talks basketball language, right? So does Stephanie Reddy. Yeah. Which is why she's so 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 good at what she does. Absolutely. Um, and Eric Collins is very good at what he does. And he had some funny uh, moments against no the Washington better. Wizards, including at halftime telling Kimba Walker in the halftime interview that he was hotter than fish grease and getting a chuckle. That he also was, he also <laughs> <laughs> That was maybe number five on the Eric Collins list last night. He was on fire. Oh, he had this one. This was my favorite moment from last night's game. Are you ready for this, David? Yes. I'm not ready because I don't have the... Here we go. Now I'm ready. Cam Ward, if you look at his name, spelled backwards, is Draw Mac. All right. Colonel, you care about that kind of stuff. All right. All right. All right. No, Stephanie, like, Dell's all right was great, but Stephanie's... Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you know what's great about that crew that we love so much? There's, yeah. there's five, there was five games. That was the fifth game of five left in the season, Doug. And, and and they still, you know, they still don't know quite what to expect. Eric Collins hits them with the curveball. Yeah. Well, that's how it's, you keep a awesome. marriage. They're keeping that marriage fresh. They're just oh, surprising yes. each other every single day. Um, okay. Let's talk about this uh, loss last night to the Washington Wizards. Final score, 118-111. David, really a tale of two halves in this one. Uh, what did you see? Yeah, fantastic first half. I mean, uh, that run at the end of the first half, Kimba especially was awesome. Uh, the ball movement was good. They were shooting. There was a pep in the step. I mean, that's the thing that was encouraging, I thought. Even throughout the game, they, they were – even though Clifford was upset at the end of the game with the physicality and some of the stuff that we've kind of heard over the last few months, especially during that down period, I thought they played with um, – Pretty good energy and purpose most of the game. I mean, Marco's diving out of bounds for balls and playing some defense, which is really, <laughs> which is really what caught my attention. So um, that was encouraging. But you know, the defense as well was not good enough because they gave up so many threes and so many points to the Wizards. The offense was fine. Well, they have 111. Yeah, 111. That should yeah. win you a basketball. That should be game. enough. <clears throat> yeah, that should be enough. And Kemba had 37. He was uh, man that. You can't say enough about Kemba this year. I'm glad he's finishing out on a strong note, and he's been awesome all year. Yeah, I thought Cody Zeller also did a great job screening, gliding to the rim off those screens. Uh, They got the ball to him early, which we focused on on this show. It's been something that we've noticed in the Hornets' offense this year. They like to get the ball to Cody early for scores because I think he sneaks up on teams. I don't think teams are scouting for the Cody Zeller roll game. He got it going early, and then they went back to it in the second quarter, but it opened up Kimba Walker for some of those shots. He scored 17 points, did Kimba Walker, in that 
that second quarter helped them to get a lead. But then, I mean, really, there's one story from this game in that second half, and it's turnovers. Uh, seven turnovers, really turnovers for the entire game, uh, killed the Hornets. Um, the Washington scoring 19 points, but more importantly, off those turnovers, but more importantly, it got them into transition where where they really want to be. I mean, John Wall, yeah, Bradley Wall. Beal kicking out to those shooters, Porter, uh, Jason Smith, good Lord. Uh, could, couldn't stop that man from hitting three-point shots. That's where they want to be. But the seven turnovers in the second half really stood out to me because of how careless they were. And they stood out to Steve Clifford as well. I mean, you had uh, him commenting on basically uh, what he called you know, careless, soft passes. Um, and they were just inexcusable turnovers, a couple of those coming from Nick Batum, who we have seen make those plays in, in critical stretches of the game uh, time and time again this season. We profiled it earlier this year, um, uh, you know, profiling some of those moments that just didn't happen as often last season. He is a creator, so by virtue of that, he's going to do some of those things, but it didn't happen as often. Turnover's the story in this one, David. Um, yeah. Tough one. And Clifford, it was kind of pointed. I mean, he didn't mention Nick by name, obviously. No, nah, he doesn't presser, do that. Yeah. No, nah, he doesn't do that, but I mean, he, there was definitely some guys he was focused on. Some of his main guys, they said, that just did not play up to par. And he mentioned everybody's got to be in there ready to play. And now that he's got some guys at his disposal, you know, Plumley was out there, and he's talked about. I don't know. I don't know if you watched the the post game um, from like two games ago. Somebody asked him about Plumley, and he was just like, "Yeah, he's he's just." First of all, they were like, "How how about uh, Plumley tonight?" And Clifford just like kept looking at him. And the guy was like, Miles, Miles Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> and Clifford was like, yeah. Yeah, and I know, bro. Like, and he's like, yeah, what'd you think of his play? Clifford was like, tonight? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was he was good. <laughs> All he was, right, he, so he, listen, Basically, Dan. he's just like, I, he's not in shape in, in any way, shape, or form. He can't help us right now. He's, he's got to get back. But well, they're playing him. I mean, that, that's yeah. what you – you know what I mean? Like right. they haven't had even a guy that's not in shape an NBA player for, you know, a large portion of the end of the season. And the depth makes a little bit of difference. But even though he, his main point was like everybody's got to be ready to play. That's true. And they will certainly have to be ready to play uh, tonight against the Miami Heat because it is a must win in Spectrum Center. And uh, they're going to need everyone in their seats up out of their seats, cheering for this team. Uh, if if there's still tickets available for this game, and if you need tickets, uh, I'll tell you the place to go, and that's SeatGeek. Uh, buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a very long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and the problem is none of the older ticket sites want to do anything about it. But SeatGeek is different, my friends. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. And with the free SeatGeek app, I mean, it can't be any easier. It's the only app that I use on my phone to get tickets. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be using it tonight uh, to get a couple of buddies of mine into the Spectrum Center, and I'll be using that sweet, sweet promo code all of our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first purchase with our promo code LO Hornets. To get that $20 rebate, here's what you have to do 
Download the SeatGeek app right now. Go to the settings tab. Click add a promo code. Enter that promo code again, L-O Hornets, L-O Hornets. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app. Enter promo code L-O Hornets right now and get tickets to tonight's game uh, because it is going to be an absolute um, it's going to be mad because look, it's 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 against the Miami Heat too, uh, and there are there are Miami fans here in Charlotte. Um, some leftovers from the post LeBron era. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be game eight of last year's Eastern Conference first round. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it, this is the playoffs. It's, it's not quite the same, but it's going to have that feel for them. And you can tell, but that's the thing about last night's game, Doug. I mean, the Wizards are, are jostling for position, too, you know, and, and they're playing well, and that was a, t- a game at home. So they had a had lot of energy in best. that second half. I mean, yeah. John, they were attacking the pick and roll in a more aggressive way than they did in the first half. And, and then, you know, that team takes a lot of pride in their defense. So, you know, they went in there in halftime and Scott Brooks had them reassessing, uh, you know, how they came into that game. And you could see John Wall is just attacking over the top force. They forced the action uh, higher above the three-point line, just slightly higher, just enough to really disrupt what Kimball Walker wanted to do. And he still had a few buckets in that, uh, in that third quarter. It was some of the other guys. When Nick Batum or Marvin Williams started to run the action, uh, you could see it's the, the offense slowed down. Um, you know, the Wizards were able to anticipate where the action was going to. Uh, Kimmel Walker, really the only one that was able to uh, put the Wizards back on their heels, and, and that hurt them uh, uh, ultimately. Hey, Doug, I, two questions for you. Um, Shoot. After this game, after this game, you know, physicality was a big thing again. Like a guy like Morris for the Wizards is somebody I think the Hornets really need to look to, to add. You know, somebody like that. Clearly, that's been a sticking point for Clifford all season. Don't you think that's got to be something they try and go out and get somehow, some way, just some toughness? Um, maybe they thought Plumley would give them a little bit of that, but that's something that Clifford's been harping on basically the whole year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this Plumley thing is going to work out, D. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little worried. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I, I, he's not I, in shape. I, okay. He's not in shape. All right. Said. Miles, Miles Plumley. You know what I'm talking about, right? Miles, M I L E S, not M Y L E S. That that some of that had to be the thing, but I'm I'm saying. Yeah, general, but it, but not but him. yeah, I get I get that he's out of shape, but also, I think that he makes one or two kind of head-scratching plays Yeah, every game. There was the turnover in the third quarter when he um, just shoved the guy on the screen because he was late getting to the screen, and Kimba had already started his uh, movement, and Miles pushed that's the timing. guy. Like, that's a timing thing. I mean, right, that's, but that's okay, a, but that's a mistake play, is what I'm saying. Like sure. They need physicality. They don't need mistakes. <clears throat> okay, so forget Plumlee for a second. <laughs> for no. A second. What's you his first I mean? name? Like, I, <laughs> I think that one's Aaron Plumley. Um, but like a guy like Morris, Error right? Plumley, who, who oh, okay, who always <laughs> seems to give the Hornets. <laughs> he always seems to give the Hornets fits. But that's a guy they need, right? That's another who. Hey, can hit a three. That'd be nice too. But gives them a little bit of attitude. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, it's absolutely something they need. The question is, can they add it? Can with their, yeah, the, can they find it? Can they add it? Can they move some? Because they're going to have to, they're not going to be able to go out and pay anyone. They've paid people. I mean, they, they, by virtue of that trade, they paid Miles. So I, right. I really think 
we can all talk about, oh, the Hornets need to target this guy or the Hornets need to target that guy. But so much of this is going to be looking within, including not just Miles, well, but, I, but I think a guy like Nick Batum. And we've, we got this uh, news report, and this is a report from Sportando, which is a popular international uh, sports site. Um, but it, it is a report, un, unconfirmed by us, but we, but we think it's worthy of at least talking about. Uh, let, me re- let me pull this report up. It says, Nick Batum unlikely to play for France at Eurobasket 2017? Question mark? Uh, this report, uh, apparently, Batum spoke with BN Sports and uh, said, you know, I quote, this article quotes him as saying, I have not missed a competition with France since 2004, counting the junior national teams. I will officially announce my decision at the end of the NBA season. Um, but I've had 127 selections with the national team. I played twice against the Blazers, and I played a Eurobasket with a shoulder injury. Um, and it's, he seems to insinuate in this quote that if, if he does decide not to play, he's going to be treated very badly by uh, people who cheer for the French national team. So he's obviously and, – and I would I would assume that he would be conflicted about this because he has chosen to play for France for so long. But David, um, knowing what the Hornets will need to do during the offseason together within because they don't have a lot of room to make adjustments from the outside – uh, do you think that Nick Batum should strongly consider not playing Eurobasket or or any international competition in 2017? Well, like he said, and like we know, that he's played basically every offseason uh, possible, right? So, I mean, that's something he's done throughout his career. At this point, though, I do think that it would be beneficial, or at least I don't see how it could be harmful for him to uh, stay with the team or, or not play and focus on the Hornets this offseason. I think that's a positive for the team, you know what I mean? Um, he's getting up there, you know, he's played, he's got some miles on those legs too. I mean, let's be honest. If you play that much in the off season, then that adds up. And he's been a professional player for what, since he's like 14 years old. Um, but that's gotta be a tough, de- you know, it's a tough decision for him, especially having done it all those years. And I mean, did, did Tony Parker play in the last Olympics? Oh, you're you're quizzing me on recall. you're quizzing me on Olympic on French I mean, national the, Olympic rosters the, right now. We are we are the source for Franco ball. Um, <laughs> I'm the source for I'm the source for Frank Kaminsky ball. I'm, that's uh, I'm not the source of Franco. Well, ball. I did want I did want to talk about him too, but I think uh, I think it would be good. Yeah, sure. I agree I with you. I think I think you know you look at his numbers this year, and in terms of total production, it has not been a huge decline, not a huge step back. And we talked about how. You know, he did get a big contract, uh, but yeah. it wasn't what, it, it wasn't what, a big contract to go out and increase your numbers. It was a big contract to give the team what you gave the team last year. And in terms right. of total production, he's been able to do that, but his effective field goal percentage is down nearly four points. His true shooting percentage is down two points, and his usage percentage has increased. So you never yeah, like to see upside? that. Efficiency what's down, uh, usage up. That's not good. Yeah, what's the upside of playing at this point as long as he's played, right? I mean, it feels and like I think that's beat. sort of if, if again, um, I, I don't know how credible the report is, but if that quote is to be taken, um, if he did say that, then you can see. I think he's sort of mulling that around in his mind. It's like, I've got a big contract. He's paid his and, dues. Yeah, I've, I've paid my dues. I've played since I was 14. I've got my big contract in the NBA. I've been paid. I think it, now it's time for Nick Batum has been paid. Yeah, I think it's time now for him to 
focus on being a great NBA player. He has proven himself as a great international player for the French national team. Um, He's a legend in that respect. Now it's time to focus on being the absolute best Charlotte Hornets basketball player that you can be because it's not only the efficiency. It it is the turnovers. It is an issue late in games. And he's a a father now, too. Um, He's a father now? That's a great point. Listen, here's another great point, David, that I think everyone is missing. Charlotte is fantastic in the summertime. It's a fantastic place to be. It is a little humid. It is a blue. A a, a, a wee bit humid, but it is a fantastic. We got food truck Friday. (laughs) Did he he mention that in his quote? Yeah. He said, I want to go to food truck Friday for once in my life. Check out the Charlotte Knights using my seat geek app. That's what he said. Go read the article. (laughs) You know, the reviews out of his last couple of appearances with the French national team have not been great. It didn't seem like in the Olympics he really wanted to be there. Did it? I mean, I'm I'm not an expert in Franco ball, but I do remember him not playing very well in that Olympics and not being very – and not really having any interest in taking over the game. Yeah. Well, You wanted to talk about Frank. What do you want to talk about Frank? I tell you what, Doug. I was getting a little excited last yeah, night. A little, a little encouraged. Bit. A little bit. Little, little encouraged as of late. I mean, not just with the, the the Twitter muscle he was flexing during the national championship game or the Skittles birthday cake. Did you see that thing? Whatever he got from Skittles. I did. Uh, sent over, but hundred and twenty because he has his birthday set very oddly. I guess on a on social media. Nice. Which hey, Such by the way, character. Frank is very social on social media. He's yeah, very he social with Dan Dockage. Drew, be like Frank. Yeah, but he has played well after the All-Star break. If you look at those uh, post-All-Star break numbers, like 15 points a game up from about 10. Um, I like that. He was playing starter. He was in a starter role for a lot of that, but it's really been the minutes. I mean, when he plays above 30 minutes in a game, his production has been so much better this year. And as we mentioned all throughout this and yesterday, his confidence, I mean, is the main thing to me. He's – Almost, he's calling for the ball at times. Frankie uh, baby. That's right. And, and wanting the ball out top. You know, Dell mentioned it during the broadcast last night. There was a couple of possessions where Frank had been hunting a shot for like two or three, uh, two or three possessions and finally got one to go. And I think he's still dinged up. I mean, he's got that like shoulder pad thing on his shoulder, which can't be all that comfortable to shoot with. Uh, it's not on his shooting shoulder, I don't think. But if you're a Hornets fan watching this, that's got to be encouraging because – if you can get Frank up to the you know, 15, 18, 17 points a game or just being confident and playing that way, that, I mean, you said it. They're going to have to develop almost from within, so they need him, especially as a, as a young draft pick, to start playing like him. I think the, the cool thing to see out of him is that he's putting the ball on the floor more, and, and you know that teams are going to scout him next year and say this is a guy that likes to play in the pick-and-pop, uh, you know, you don't have to be afraid that he'll put the ball on the floor. Um, but he's doing that, and he's doing it effectively. And he's those his his handle is improved. Honestly, like I saw a couple of moves that he put on Washington and was able to keep his handle. He did have that yep. bad turnover in the third when he tried to drive the ball and and just absolutely lost it. But um, it's gonna happen. It's yeah, gonna it's, happen, listen, it's right? gonna happen. But uh, it's gonna happen, guys. And the defense is. You know, it is what it is. Like we said the whole time, he's there. And yeah, his offense to has to. Yeah, his offense has to make, and his rebounding has to make up for the fact that he's going to be somewhat of a liability on defense. He just has to give the effort on defense. You know, he has to make a couple of plays. 
get a couple of strips. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's getting it's getting there. He's just got to be confident on, on defense. But he's also kind of hunting for those mismatches too, right? And they're going to present themselves every once in a while because of his height. Um, he's going to be able to either take uh, smaller guys down or maybe get past a bigger guy. So, you know, I mean, that's a silver lining to me at the end of this season. A lot, of, a lot has gone wrong, but you've seen Frank been able to develop a little bit. Consistency is always the, the shining light at the end of the tunnel, and I feel like that's coming. I mean, it's encouraging signs. All right, let's talk about this heat game uh, tonight. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. And uh, the Hornets, they need this game. They have to win. They are 2-1 and one this season against Miami. They did lose their last matchup back on March 8th, 108-101 to 101, to the Miami Heat in Miami. This one's going to be here in Charlotte. David, what's, uh, what's the key? What's the key in this one? Not turn Just the ball win. over. Just win. Yeah, not turn the ball over. And uh, we didn't the mention shooting, the three-point shooting key. either. The three-point shooting for the Hornets, not where it was the past couple of games. They've got to, right. they've got to knock down shots. It seems yep. it seems like a simple thing, but it, it when when you don't and, and let me say this when you don't have a team that is very uh, athletically inclined, you got to make shots. If you got a team yeah. of skilled players, you've got to make shots. That's yeah, just I mean, bottom that's, line. That's what's helped with a lot of these wins, right? They finally start knocking down some shots. Marco's come back to life a little bit. Uh, Kim has been awesome, but yeah, last like night like Nick Batum, for example. I thought Nick Batum they were down, they were down four, yeah, had the oh, opportunity to. I mean, wide, wide open. Wide there was nobody within six feet of him. Doesn't knock it down. Doesn't Those are shots that he knocked down last season. Those are he he hit a couple of shots in that playoff series uh, when his uh, ankle was busted. Oh yeah, his toe was busted. His old foot was busted. And he was hitting yeah. big shots, and those sh- same shots haven't been there this season. They've been, but the shots themselves, like we said, have been there all year. That's the frustrating part. They just have gone cold at inopportune times for large portions of the season. So, yeah, I think definitely at home against the Heat shooting, I mean, it's simple, right? <laughs> they got to make shots. It's, uh, if the defense is there tonight, another bounce back game. Is this their last back to back? No, they end the season uh, on a back-to-back. I told you, I told you this this stretch was going to be extremely difficult uh, because you know, and that's the thing. You know, looking back on this, uh, if, if they lose tonight, uh, if they uh, lose one of these next four, I mean, it's not. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs, but I'm not going to be disappointed that they didn't finish out this stretch because it was going to be extremely difficult when they lost. Uh, you know, the 13 out of 14 back in January. I mean, you knew the, 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 that they had created a situation that was nearly insurmountable. Yeah. Uh, and I now we're dealing people, with the ramifications of that. And I think they've raised a few eyebrows in this little streak here, though. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, they may not make it, but at least, I mean, they literally came back from the dead um, to go on this little streak. I don't know if they have much to show for it, but I, I think it does show, like you said, you want guys that want to win and that want to play. And as a fan, even I get the tanking thing. You know, I get wanting to get a, a nice, shiny new draft pick. But, man, this is so much more entertaining to me to see guys fighting for, you know, actual success on the team. Because you know they're going to be here, too. That's the thing. Like, it's not going to be a huge shakeup, right? They're going to add a draft pick some way or somehow. It's not like they're going to blow this thing up tomorrow. 
All right, last time they played, Luke Babbitt uh, was uh, very hot from the three-point line, so stopping Luke Babbitt is going to be key for the Hornets. And also Josh Richardson playing a lot better. Um, he's got a, he's got career highs in three-point field goals this season, so he's shooting the ball well from beyond the arc. Got to work on stopping him as well. Normally the Hornets do a very good job on Hassan Whiteside in terms of frustrating yeah. him, especially when he visits Charlotte. It's, it's so, yeah. you know, because he is – Sort of, kind of from here. He's, you know, hashtag pride of Gastonia, a town that's uh, near Charlotte, uh, my hometown. So, you know, he, he always has a weird kind of mental thing when he's here in Charlotte. So hopefully they can keep that going and, um, you know, a- attack the rest of this uh, Miami Heat front line. Because Goran Dragic and Josh Richardson, just their athleticism, their quickness, and their ability to drive the basketball can cause a lot of problems and open up things for guys like Luke Babbitt and Rodney Magruder to knock down uh, three-point shots. Uh, so this is going to be a difficult one. Uh, the Heat are shooting very well from beyond the arc. So, you know, that always makes it difficult. But they have won two of three from the Heat uh, this season. So... Uh, the, you know, there you go. There's the there's the That's preview. It. That's it for and me. Doug yeah. Clifford said after the game that he told the guys they probably have to win out. I mean, that, I think that's how you know it's real. Like that's that's reality. If you're saying that, if Clifford's saying that, um, then these guys know what they're up against tonight. So that's why I kind of have a, a good positive feeling? feeling about this. Well, yeah, that never usually works out, but I'm just taking things into account. A, a little bounce back game, a little do or die, backs against the wall. Uh, you're at home, and you know maybe one last one last gasp, one last swing, and a, and a, hopefully not a miss. <laughs> one last swing for the fences. All right, that'll do it for us here on Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, Drew. If you're listening, hit us up on Instagram. Call us, Drew. Call me. I got some tickets for you. And teach Doug uh, about Instagram. This will be good for you. I'm excited about this, Doug. This will be you can play in the waters a little bit. It's enlightening. Yeah, I need um, and I yeah follow us on Instagram. That's important because we're doing more on there. We post quotes from the show and uh, photos from inside the arena and all kinds of crazy stuff. So follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets and Twitter. We'll be live tweeting the game tonight. Uh, enjoy it, folks. We've got uh, four more left at a home game against the Boston Celtics coming up. On April 8th, that should be a good time as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We've got four games left, David. If they don't make the playoffs, we got to enjoy this Hornets basketball because I know in a few months we'll start to get the itch again and, oh, uh, you know, we, we won't be able to have it. So let's, that's... you know, cherish it. you got to cherish it. Um... Stay as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of this game. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the heat. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.